As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to a new and revamped show. I'm Sil Curiati, and this is FabFun Talks. It does not mean I won't talk about biases anymore, as I used to do on Biased with an Accent or about our challenges of living abroad and all those things. Those are still important issues and we'll keep making room for these conversations here. But I wanted to expand it a bit to make a more clear connection to my platform. As I said before, I have this profile on Instagram at FabFunFash, where I talk about women's health, beauty and fashion as important part of our lives, celebrating our power. With that in mind, this podcast is now called FabFun Talks, and the show will bring you interviews, conversations, and sometimes also monologues, basically me talking to myself about all that. And today, celebrating our episode one of the second season, yes, I thought that would be nice to have a second season since we changed, I want to talk about coronavirus, this pandemic that has been scaring us so much for a month now, I think over a month already. And to discuss that, I brought a very special guest, my longtime friend, Juliana de Carvalho, a Brazilian who has been living in Italy for how many years now, Ju? 15 years. Oh my gosh, time flies. Yeah. Tell, tell us a bit about yourself. Welcome to FabFun Talks, first of all, because you're the first guest ever. We never had a guest here. So I'm, welcome. I'm, thank you. I'm honored to be the first guest. Wow. <laughs> We're going to be famous one day, so you can tell this story to your kids. Yeah, and it's my first podcast, so yeah, great. First time for everyone here. Tell us a bit about yourself so everyone can meet you. So, I am Brazilian, but I married an Italian man. And um, I live in Genoa, which is a city in the northwest of Italy. Um, and I have two kids. One is 11 and the other one is almost nine. And I am an event producer and planner. I plan all sorts of events, parties. Um, I don't know, it could be anything, weddings, it could be uh, company events, it could be anything, anything, anything. Birthday parties. So two things draw my attention here. One is you have two kids and you're at home right now staying home for how long already in Italy you guys are in in lockdown <clears throat> yeah the schools stopped three weeks ago this is the fourth oh, week gosh. 
without schools so, for us. Fourth week, so it's more than spring break and two kids, uh, an, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old at home. So this is one thing. We should go back to that. But the second thing is about your own business. So you said that you, uh, you're an event planner and organizer. So if you do all that, you probably don't have work right now. What happened? So what's the impact of all that in your business and how are you coping with it? Well, the impact is, uh, you know, it's total and complete because we had to um, really cancel all the events we had. We had many events planned for February, Mar March, and on from that, you know. Um, I also, I had a wedding next month, and, um, and everything had to be canceled. Some things in the beginning, they said, oh, let's just postpone it. But, you know, after, you know, After last week, I think everything has been just like really canceled. I mean, we know that some stuff is going to happen somehow, but when? We don't know when. You can't really, you can't plan anything right now because you don't know when things are going to go back to normal. But, you know, you don't know what normal will be when this thing is over, really. That's so true. I mean, it's no point. There was this one big birthday party we were planning that, you know, this person kept on saying, okay, let's not do it this week. Let's, um, let's plan it for two weeks from now. But then, you know, the, the, the government kept on, you know, sending notes and publishing this, you know, like really like big warnings about the situation and all. So, you know, we kept on postponing it, postponing it. And it is the one event we still have in our agenda. And it is for the 30th of May. But really, nobody believes that. <laughs> so we don't know what's going to happen. That's a great point. And I don't know how this type of business like yours uh, can survive during these times because you don't know how long it's going to last. And then uh, if there are any alternatives uh, to, to help support you guys. So, for example, one thing that I heard here is beauty salon. So the beauty salon that I attend, these guys like the hairdresser, the masseuse, they all earn money based on attendance so if you go they get paid if you don't they just don't get paid so they are offering gift cards we pay in advance we buy gift cards for ourselves so i can use it two months from now i don't know because i'm always going dyeing my hair or doing my nails or whatever so i can do that and people like us we are privileged we can afford paying a hundred bucks or whatever in advance to save the business to help these people get paid so what happened to independent uh, workers like yourself yeah well we are freelance um, I, I work with a partner it's just me and her it's the two of us and we are very lucky because I mean um, we do not depend on the money we make ourselves for our families because we're both married And, you know, so there is... Have some stability. Yeah, there is another income in the house. Um, and, um, but, but you know, I mean, if, if our business was an actual business and we had other people that we had to pay, we would have gone under completely because, I mean, they, I mean, businesses like, you know, small businesses, you don't have a lot of money saved. Like you were True. saying, like the beauty salon or the... Or anything, really. I mean, there's so many people that are in the... I mean, even like gym, the gym that you go to, no one's going. And I mean, you... I mean, they might be a little bit better because, you know, you buy a membership for a, 
for for some time. I but you know, I am sure that you know you're not using up this month or the next month or what's gonna happen, and they're gonna have to give it to you as a gift when you. I mean, if you keep on going, if you want to buy another, so you know, there's gonna be a lot of loss for yeah. the small man and there is i mean in brazil people are starting to publish this thing that when this is over or if you have to buy something now buy from small businesses i totally agree amazon is gonna survive and starbucks is gonna survive and the big chains of supermarkets and stores they're gonna survive nothing's gonna happen it is like really like the the little mom and pop shop that you know If they don't have anybody coming. No, really, even like laundry services or, I mean, these people, what are they going to do? I have a friend in Brazil who's a dancer and he has a dancing school. Like he teaches classes and he said he was the first one to publish online. Like if I have to keep this uh, school closed for one month, I'm done. That's it. I'm going to have to give it back because I rent the space. I can't I can't keep paying if no one's coming because and I can't keep paying the other teachers if I don't have any students. So one thing that I saw some um some gym and yoga teachers doing here maybe for dance it might work as well. They are giving online classes so they get together and he does something to teach the people so they don't feel they're losing their money because they're still working out with online classes with some sort of supervision from the teacher. But these are, again, alternatives because we are all thinking that this might last uh, two or three weeks, one month or so, which is not necessarily true. So back to your point of saying we don't know how long it's going to last and how the world is going to be afterwards. One thing that I wanted to hear from you is what has been happening to Italy and how things are going on moving forward because you guys were you were in the eye of the hurricane. You're ahead of time already. Like we are just now we are talking about lockdown. I think that the the important thing to say is that um, it, it's it's funny how this whole thing, um, you know, played out in Europe, because the truth is that here in in Europe, um, they were able to find the patient zero. I don't know if you know that the person the person who brought the virus into Europe, and it's a German person, and he came because there is this company that has offices in in China in Wuhan, in um, Germany, and they have a, a branch of the company, of the same company, in a small town near, in between Milan and Bergamo, which is like the zone that is really, that, that there is the eye of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. So this little town is called Codogno. And, you know, in the beginning, everybody was just like saying, but how come all these cases from Codogno, which is like really like saying, I don't know, I, I, you know, a very small, like a village. And um, it's because it is like an industrial city and there is a branch of that company. So this man came back from China. He went to Germany. He stayed in Germany for a week or so. So when he was in Germany... It's impossible that he only then, after he's, he was in Germany for a week, then he came to Italy and he started spreading. No. So what I'm saying... Yeah. So what I'm saying is that definitely 
Um, I think that, you know, in years to come, they're going to look back to this episode and they're going to have to admit that Italy was the only country that was being honest regarding the numbers and regarding, you know, the truth. This is happening and let's lock down. Let's stop the schools. This thing is going to blow up on our faces. And, um, and, you know, I really, I really believe in the information we have here in Italy. And to complete that information, um, today I just watched the news here in Italy. And it, unfortunately, today was the deadliest day since this thing started. Today was the day that more people died here. And it was oh almost 500 people that died. Today. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, again, I mean, um, I keep on hearing people say, yeah, but, you know, in a population of 60 million, there's 60 million Italians. Again, I mean, if you and, you know, right now, if you look at the total numbers of, of diseased, I mean, people with that have contracted the disease, the people who have been cured, the people who have died and the people who are still being, you know, taken care of. I mean, if you if you make a calculation against the total population, you will say, oh, come on, that's not that many people. But um, Italy is a funny place. I've been here for 15 years and I have come to admire the the health care here because it is very centralized. It's all public, really all public. I had my kids, both my kids in a public hospital. You walk in, you give birth. When they tell you to get out, you just pick up your stuff and you walk out. You don't pay, <laughs> not even not even a cent. Seriously, you don't pay for anything. And while you're there with the baby, they have all like the, the nappies and the, everything for the baby. They have it there. All the support you need, yeah. Yeah, and you can keep on coming back for the months to come if you have problems breastfeeding or if you feel like, oh my God, something strange happened with the kid. You always have like a point of contact with the hospital where the baby was born. If you uh -huh. don't, I mean, if you don't, some people decide to have like a private pediatrician and that's okay. But, you know, I also, I had a pediatrician as well. But, you know, I, I used to go over there for, you know, problems with breastfeeding. And, oh, my God, I don't know what's happening. What is this thing? Did I break the baby? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and the thing is, I mean, Italians were really like, um, they, they really said, they, they made this type of, um, the, the thinking behind the whole lockdown and stuff was this. We cannot have everybody be sick at the same time so lockdown stop the schools stop gatherings stop events stop this stop that oh it's still going around it's still spreading stop everything stay home don't get out and maybe we have a chance i think that you know um they they are saying that we haven't seen the worst yet that the the yeah that the worst is about to come in the next two weeks so, you know, we don't know what's... And when they say the worst, does that mean more deaths or yeah. more people contracting the Both. disease? Both. And, you know, what they say, what they were saying is to every person that um, has the symptoms and has come forward um, and, and has been tested and has been confirmed, 
there's maybe I don't they don't know they don't even know what the number is yet how many affected could be another three times or six times the number of people who have been tested because there's a lot of people who have who have no symptoms at all and they have the virus and you know it just doesn't you know in their systems it just doesn't come out and and some people have very um light they have like a light flu And, you know, you say, oh, no, this is not the coronavirus because, you know, I'm not coughing. I don't have, you know, I don't have, you know, I can still breathe. I'm okay. And they could be spreading the virus anyways. So that is why it's important to not go out, to not have contact with other people. Because maybe you say, oh, no, but I'm not. I'm fine. I'm not sick. But, you know, you don't know what your case is. That's the point. And because uh, there are not enough tests in the world, It, they, they cannot afford to do tests in people who are not showing the exact symptoms uh, of the coronavirus. So if people are just like sneezing here or there, if the fever is really light and it goes out, so it, it's fine. They're not going to be tested. But if you have the strong fever that does not uh, pass and if you have the, uh, the cough or the hard time breathing and all that, That's when they give you the test. Yeah. So. No, but you know, Italy Italy was collaborating apparently with um, some universities in America as well because, you know, they have, um, I think it was maybe 10 days ago, they developed a different type of testing that is faster because, you know, they just need, yeah, like you were saying, they need to have more tests to be able to test more people because, again, that also is the problem. The fact that people say, oh, we only have 300 sick people here. No, you've only done 300 tests. That is the, you know, how many tests have you done? It is a scary if you think about it. Because, you know, here in Italy, they only take, they only have you do the test if your fever is high, higher than what would be 30, 38 uh, Celsius. And if you have been in contact with someone who has been found to have coronavirus already. So, you know, what happens is if they find someone that was in an office, that person has it. Then they move on to testing everybody, the family of that person and everybody that worked with them and stuff like that. And um, but if not, if you're just like you, you have some symptoms, but you're okay. even if you have symptoms with a light fever, they tell you to stay isolated at home and wait. Then they check on you. I mean, you know, every now and then, I think. But, you know, because again, yeah, they don't it's not I don't I don't think it would be wise to use up all the tests anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's good yeah, to save it and... for like the, the real cases. But, you know, at, um, Italy also, from when they found, I was reading a, an article today, from when, when they found the seventh person dying or very sick from a, from a pneumonia that was weird, from that moment on, they started testing everybody that had same symptoms. And then they wow. discovered, and then it was like, oh my God, so this is coronavirus. This and is that pandemic. one, and yeah. you know, and maybe that guy that we had here that died, because you know, the thing with the fires is that you die from something else, you know, you die from pneumonia, Obviously. but yeah. it's because of the infection that the virus caused in your body. So, you like know. Like HIV and yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, you know, they started looking back as well. 
to see oh my god so maybe the person that was here last week and died like this and it was kind of weird let's go check and you know and so they were able to find and that's why i mean i really believe the numbers that italy is 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 um showing and i believe that the measures that they're taking are you know fair um to okay. say the to say the least and i think that you know it, it's uh, i mean the only the only safe thing to say right now is that you know staying home and trying to avoid contact from everybody Seems like you're a freak, but it might save you. Agreed, agreed. We are talking a lot about not social distancing, but trying to try to promote the digital approach instead. So getting closer to people through digital. Let's try and do that. It's super of... nice. It's super nice. I have a friend who's been saying on, on Facebook, it's not social distancing. It is physical distancing. Yes, exactly. It's just you can physical. still call people, call your friends, yeah. And uh, going back to that point of being locked at home with two kids and a husband. So how are you uh, working that out? I mean, you're you're creative, and I know what sort of party are you planning at home with all these people? Well, you know, it, it's it's really hard, but for us, the schools have shut down. Um, three weeks ago, this is our fourth week. So I've had, you know, I've, I've had a little bit of practice. And I have to say that last week and this week have been really great from the point of view of like homeschooling. And thank God for the, the moms who homeschool their kids because all the, um, the information that I am able to find online is because is because they are, it's because, you know, there's there's some people who do this for real, you know, who really like, or, you know, because they live in places that are too far away and they cannot go to school and stuff like that. So what I do with my kids is um, I have found some very good uh, resources online. And um, one of them is a site, is a website called Khan Academy. And they have all sorts of lessons for all sorts of ages for, for kids from um, kindergarten till, you know, um, um, high school. Mm -hmm. And it's really great. Like I'm doing Is it in Italian or in English as well, or just in English? No, it's well, all in well, English. Um, it has it has classes for kids from kindergarten to high school, and it is great because it has amazing content. It has quizzes online, so there is a lot of activities, you know, for the kids to do. Um, and then there is this other channel I found on YouTube that's called Crash Course Kids. There is Crash Course and Crash Course Kids. The kids okay. one has this content that's really tailor-made for the younger kids. That is the age of my kids, like elementary school kids. And Crash Course instead is just like really like cool videos about science, biology, chemistry, all sorts of things like astronomy. And it's really good because there's always a lot of good content that served in a in a fun way for the kids the other thing i've been doing just because you know i'm afraid we're gonna lose track of what's happening what's going on and thinking about the um the year the school year of the kids i've been doing this diary where you know i i sort of sign up all like the the important things that we did that day and 
you know, sometimes because we do a lot of other creative activities, like we watch, we've been watching the masterclass, you know, the masterclass website has a wonderful um, class from Neil deGrasse Tyson. And it is so interesting. It is done in a way that it's really like for anyone. Uh, you don't have to know anything about really about astronomy or anything. And he talks about the scientific method and how scientists work. And it is so curious. It's so, it's so amazing. It's really, it's been great for the kids. And sometimes we just like, I don't know, I just get like a, an old movie that I think was important for some reason. And we watch old movies together. And it's been really, I mean, you know, from... <laughs> I think it's been great. Do they follow the diary? Do they respect the timings and all that? I'm very flexible. And, you know, one of their teachers wrote us talking exactly about that. The fact that, you know, you cannot expect the kids to do um, the same type of work they do at school at home. Because it is a completely different environment. And I'm not a teacher. And although I, I went to school and I have a great memory for, you know, all the subjects they're studying, quite frankly, you know, I take a look and I say, oh, I remember that. But, you know, the thing is, I'm not a teacher and, you know, they don't, they don't respect me as a teacher. And, you know, I've been seeing some posts, some tweets that are really great because they say, well, I've been homeschooling for three days and I think we should pay our, our teachers at least a million dollars a year because, you know... Really, I think that uh, teachers should have should have the CEO salaries, and I agree. It's true. It's um, it is super tricky job, and um, and you know the teachers said that you know uh, some parents were writing because they wanted more homework, more homework, and she was saying, I think that we have to give, um something that is you know like the the in between. We cannot give you like a pile of homework that you know you think you're gonna have your kid working all day from from eight till three in the afternoon as if he was in school it's not gonna happen i mean i try to be flexible and what we do is we usually try to get up every day at the same time have breakfast get dressed brush our teeth as as if we were going out but then we sit down in the in the dinner table and um and they each have their computers and they can they they have their own like uh, video calls with the teachers with the class so you know sort of i just kind of supervise monitor yeah that's good that's good i'm glad that that's been working out what about husband have you guys worked together in the same environment as well in the past or this is new for you too well well how well. is that is it easier with the kids or with the husband you know i have to say that my husband first of all like let me just show some love because um he's so much better than me at cleaning up and I love him for that. You oh, know, the house is clean because he cleans, not because I clean, because I'm really crap. Yeah, love husbands who clean. <sighs> we love you, man. <laughs> but, you know, on this subject, I saw another tweet today that was something like that, that, you know, if you have to work with your husband at home, both of you are, you know, home office from home in this period, find like an imaginary person to blame for things that are happening around the house. Like, 
Oh, that Cheryl. She keeps on leaving her cups all over the house. What are we going to do about her? Yeah, what are we going to do about her, that Cheryl? And, you know... But, you know, again, I mean, I have to, I have to say that um, it's, it's been very peaceful in the end. Because I think we're all taking it as it comes. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And we have to make it work. Sounds exciting, although challenging. I mean, uh, I, I still don't know what's about to come here in the U.S. We are in self-lockdown right now, but uh, the mayor is already talking about keeping everyone at home. So it's probably going to be uh, now a, a rule uh, that we should follow. We have been doing this for six days now, and it's already been kind of complicated what i mean by that is we do feel like we need air we need to go out some at some point and uh, we just can't new york has been really affected so we are scared of carrying the virus of catching it of of becoming that person who may or may not show the disease but will definitely carry to others transmit to others hashtag stay home that's what we are saying to everyone Uh, try not to go crazy with uh, stocking food and, and uh, toilet paper. Toilet paper seems to be a, the new thing. It's being really like in fashion right now. Everyone toilet paper. To have toilet paper. Yeah. But, you yes. know, I don't know why people are so worried about, you know, wiping their I don't butt. know. I, I really don't know. There are It's so like, many why? other resources. Why? It, just... <laughs> it doesn't give diarrhea. Coronavirus doesn't give diarrhea. It, it's like, it it's not a symptom. So, but, you know, uh, on that too, I saw today like a little, a little meme about, a, do you remember that movie from the 90s called Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman? That was, they, they had this virus, this crazy virus that came from a monkey that had yeah. been smuggled into America and stuff like that. And everybody dies. It's something that, you know, you get it and you die within hours of getting the disease. And, um, and there is a meme, there, there is a picture of that movie and like where the, uh, the researchers, the doctors are like wearing those hazmat suits. And one of them, all these people are dead. And the other one said... But did you see how how clean their butts were? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think that the doctors are going to be looking up your butt. I mean... No, no, not a problem. Not not the butt. Not with the coronavirus. <laughs> well, Ju, thanks so much. It was great. Hanging there. Thank you. You too. Good luck with everything. And thanks for participating. So now we are here with Amanda, Juliana's daughter. She's going to tell us a bit about how her experience has been uh, with homeschooling, with all the activities and all that that you're doing at home for already almost four weeks. Tell us a bit about it, Amanda. Um, it has been a really weird experience because this doesn't happen like every day. So it's like a new, very new thing. Do you enjoy being around your mom and your dad and your brother when you're homeschooling or you'd rather be around your friends from school? Is that what you miss? Yeah, I miss being around my friends because there's also a risk of losing the year. So I'm very sad about that. And um, but also because there's this new thing that they use this app called Zoom that's pretty much like Skype but it's free 
and uh, uh-huh. so we kind of see each other but online so i see them but i like i miss being around them i know how you feel and what is your favorite thing about being home is there something that you're learning at home right now that you wouldn't be able to if you were at school instead um honestly i don't know maybe the value of learning i don't know but also and you've been, and you've been taking and the classes you've been taking of programming yeah i've been taking it's... programming classes that's something i've been and what about your mom's activities i know she created some some things for you guys which one was your favorite my favorite was that like she she found she found Khan Academy and like she said she made it do it do it to us because it like there's no more school so we like she wanted to make to like make us learn something because she says sometimes that we are not productive in the day but yeah she makes we, we try to have productive days but out like, of this I, But the highlight of being home with like not going to school is that on like the phone calls of the class you can stay in pajamas. So like that's a good one. Well, you can also instead of staying in the pajamas, you can just put on a new look, something more special that you wouldn't wear for school. Th- yeah, so that's also what I do. I just put weird hair in like high buns. I like that. Yeah. It's very It's a new experience. It's no, very... actually, sometimes she changes from one conference call to the other. Like to That's... be different in the next class. You're my kind of girl. I love that. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. Bye. 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 I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Go on FabFanFash on, on Instagram to make a comment, leave your message. And yeah, see you soon. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.